Well, hey there. Welcome back. You are in for a treat today, especially if you are someone who is preparing to have a baby now or maybe a baby in the future. And to be honest, I think this episode is fascinating even if you are postpartum or if you are just trying to better understand the healthcare system. The reason why I say that is because some of the information we talk about today, you can actually use in multiple different areas. Even if you're going to the doctor for another injury, some of the stuff we talk about for advocating for yourself and asking questions. And some of that stuff is still very relatable in many circumstances. But I know you're going to love Liesl today from the Mommy Labor Nurse. I've actually followed her for a really long time because I love her videos and I love how she mixes is education and humor. She is super great. Liesl Teen is a BSN RN and is a labor and delivery nurse and the founder of Mommy Labor Nurse. Mommy Labor Nurse equips pregnant women with tools, knowledge, and confidence they need to erase the unknown, feel in control, and have a better birth no matter how they deliver. With eight years of bedside experience, Liesl knows the knowledge and the keys to make birth even better. To date, over 40K women have completed a Mommy Labor labor nurse birth course. Liesl has been featured on ABC 11, Forbes, Healthline, Pure Wow, Motherly, Romper, Scary Mommy. She's fantastic. And she regularly shares birth, pregnancy, and postpartum related content on her Instagram community of over 570K. And she has the Mommy Labor Nurse podcast. So you guys are just going to adore her. Today, we talked about advocating for yourself, why education matters, what to do when things don't go to plan. And I think you're going to find this episode very, very helpful helpful and truly very empowering in realizing that you are a part of the team that is going to help your baby deliver and you can be a part of that team, but we kind of have to speak up. So I think you're going to really enjoy her thoughts today and her experience and what she shares. As always, if you find this episode helpful, please don't forget to share it. The more we can get people to understand different processes in the motherhood journey, whether it's pregnancy, postpartum, hormones, mindset, fitness, all the things, the more we can help spread solid knowledge, the better we are going to be as a community in supporting each other. So please don't forget to share the podcast if you love it. If you enjoyed it with friends, family, on your social media, don't forget to tag us as well. And today I want to give a shout out to Judy L. from Virginia. Andrea keeps it real. I absolutely love this podcast. Andrea is relatable and honest. There's something I can pull from every episode. Andrea, thank you. Thank you for caring and for sharing with us. I appreciate you and what you do. I can honestly say in reverse, thank you. And I appreciate you guys and that you show up. And on the new podcast page that I made, I made a podcast account. It's called make.it.simple.podcast. I've been asking you questions. Who do you want me to interview? What topics do you want me to cover? I've been on there a lot recently and I'm loving your feedback. I'm loving your ideas. It's making me feel like we really have a community. So if you haven't started to follow that page, it is new. There's not a ton of content, but I love being able to talk back and forth with you instead of just on the podcast, how I talk at you, that's giving us the ability to talk to each other. So don't forget to follow that Instagram account as well. And before we get into today's episode, as we're going to talk so much about advocating for yourself and thinking about your health and being able to be prepared for things, one of the things that I've thought of personally lately is I am trying to improve my own health by increasing the amount of vitamins and minerals and probiotics I'm having. And something I was having a hard time with is getting it all in because I'm a busy mom. I don't really have time to take tons of pills or be able to make sure I'm balanced. And I saw my neighbor outside with a drink and I was like, what are you drinking? And 
and she was like, I'm drinking AG1, and it just has a ton of multivitamins, minerals, pre and postbiotic, and it's just really easy. I get to drink it all at once, and it's just a nutritional supplement. So I actually tried it myself, and I've been a really big fan where it's made it really easy for me to make sure that I am getting some quality foods into my life, which help with digestion, they help with hair, they help with skin, they help with gut health, they help you sleep better. So I've actually become a huge fan of AG1 by Athletic Greens. It's just been a nice and simple way to support my immune system and to not have to overthink the process, but know I just have it at home and it's simple. So if you want to take ownership of your health, today is a good time to start. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com simple. That again is athleticgreens.com slash simple and check it out. I think you guys are going to love it because I've been really happy with how simple it is and I don't like to complicate things and it makes it easy. All right, let's get into today's episode talking pregnancy, postpartum, preparing, labor and delivery, all the things with Liesl from The Mommy Labor Nurse. My name's Andrea Allen, and I am a mother of four girls under seven, a wifey to a mountain man, a personal trainer, and a nutrition coach. I love all things women's health and fitness, but let's face it, the fitness industry is complicated and it's not built for the everyday mom. There's so much conflicting information, and you're busy and you don't have time to figure it out. I hate feeling confused and overwhelmed, so I have made it my mission to simplify health and fitness while creating a welcoming, realistic, and empowering home for like-minded women. I'm happy you're here, and I hope you stay a while. Liesl, I am super excited to have you on. I'm not going to lie. I've been eyeing you for a couple of months to have you on the podcast, so I'm so glad you're here. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. I am excited to chat. Okay, so tell us a little bit about yourself, because if you don't follow her on Instagram, her videos... A, they're educational. B, they're hilarious. And C, I, I'm like not even having a baby right now, but I love watching them because I love to learn and I love to laugh. And I feel like you have a perfect Aww. mix of both. Thank you. That is such a compliment because that's what I that's what I strive for in my videos and my content is to make it relatable and you know a little bit funny and also educational because. I feel like, you know, sometimes when we read, whether it's a textbook or whether it's a pamphlet at the doctor's office, sometimes you're like, this is, I don't, this is not. It's not memorable. Yeah. (laughs) You can't recall it. That's, I'm on the same page as you. I try to make my videos educational, but funny because if you can, then it's memorable and you remember what was taught. But if it's just like pure concrete knowledge, you're like, what did they say? I can't even remember. So I love that. Yeah, yeah. I try. You know, I try. You lose a, use a little bit of my creative juices too. So, sure. <laughs> but yeah, you can find me on Instagram. My name is Liesl. I am a labor and delivery nurse. Um, on Instagram, I am at mommy.labornurse. And we've got a blog over at mommylabornurse.com. I do lots of fun educational stuff about labor and delivery, prepping you for that. We talk about pregnancy and what to expect and even kind of dip into postpartum as well. Okay. So, how did you get started on doing the page? Like what yeah. um, What made you want to do that from just being in the labor and delivery room to being like, no, I want to educate on the outside? Yeah. 
Yeah. So I had been a work and I'm still working actually at the bedside. I had been working for about three-ish years and I had my first son. So my son, actually his birthday is coming up in two weeks. He's going to be six. I know. And um, I had just had him and I came back from my maternity leave working full time, uh, you know, 12 hour shifts. And I just kind of you know, I love my job as labor and delivery nurse, but I was like, oh, I just, you know, every morning when I would get up and pump and then leave, I would just be like, oh, I just want to stay home with my baby. Can I make a little bit of extra money on the side so I can, you know, maybe go down part-time or casual or whatever. So I started just exploring options and, you know, you do the thing where you look on Pinterest, you know, how to make money online and a blogging popped up. So I, kind of just got an interest in it. And I was like, oh, this is actually great because I really love to teach my patients. And maybe I could just start a blog about labor and delivery and what to expect from a mom and a labor and delivery nurse's perspective. So it kind of started out as just like a little side job that I wanted to try and make a little bit of money on to stay home with my baby. And then, yeah, it kind of blew up into now I have my Instagram that I'm really um, passionate about, and I've dabbled into TikTok a little bit. We've got the uh, you know online courses, and I've got a few people underneath me working, you know, all the back end stuff. Uh, sure. And that really, it's really gotten big and crazy and awesome. And but yeah, it really kind of started out as me just trying to trying to educate people out there because I saw at the bedside how much education really does play into your experience and how um, positive or negative it might be. And I just really love to, you know, educate my patients at the bedside. So, hey, can I figure out how to do it at home and, you know, be able to stay home with with my kiddos a little bit more? And yeah, I figured it out. <laughs> right. The, the thing is the gaps in information is I realize why accounts take off because there's a gap of information. Even when I started my account, I remember people asking me like, what did you do? How'd you do this? Because I was a trainer in the gym and all of a sudden I was at home. And I was like, I don't have time to go to the gym. (laughs) I don't have the time. So then it started from home. So I totally get what you're saying, where you saw a need from work and being like, okay, well, I'm going to fill it. I love that. Yeah. So why do you think child education matters so much for people, like no matter what their labor is for C-section or natural or anything? They do, yeah, anything, yeah. any, there's lots of forms. So yeah. There's a lot of different ways to give birth. That's right. I mean, really only two ways they can come out, but there's, <laughs> I, birth can look, birth can look quite different from, you know, one person versus the next. And it even looks different baby to baby often. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. It, yes. It, very true that your first labor can go a drastically different direction than your second birth. Um, but yeah, really, honestly, like, I feel like this is a society thing too, that they kind of send the message that birth education is really only necessary from either like a broad perspective, like we're just going to talk about, you know, everything and kind of, you know, not really get into in depth, but here's just kind of a broad perspective of what, what you're going to expect, or it's a course for moms who want to go natural or want to go unmedicated. We're not really talking to the moms who want epidurals or even to the moms who want to go unmedicated and saying, hey, I know you want to go unmedicated and here's how to do it and here's what to expect. But also here's some information about 
getting an epidural, having a C-section, pharmaceutical, you know, pain coping met that might happen at the hospital. Yeah. There was just this kind of gap. So we realized that we need to kind of tailor birth education. Um, and we actually, we have three different courses, actually, one for C-section moms, one for uh, moms who are more interested in epidurals, and then one for moms who are more interested in unmedicated labor. But we kind of flow, you know, some of the information that's in our natural series is over on our epidural series. Some, yeah. of, some of the information in our epidural, epidural series is in um, our natural series. But yeah, it's it's really, I mean, everyone can benefit from birth education and I can give you a whole list of, you know, the positive impacts that childbirth education has been statistically shown to um, help increase, but it just, it's really, really, I think, gotten into our heads that if you only need to take a birth course, if you're going to go natural. The tricky part about that is like most women, we have a plan. We're like, this is exactly how the labor's going to go. <laughs> and we think we have a plan, but if that plan obviously doesn't go to plan and you don't have any education on other options, then that could feel like exactly. a loss. You know, that could feel like, I don't want to say a loss of control, but like a, oh, I'm failing or this isn't going right. So I see what you're saying in that we we might have a plan, but we do need some education in different areas and we need to know what options are because right, without fail, no labor is perfect. And there's always things that shift that we don't expect. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. And you said it, you said it best. Yeah. I mean, I've seen so many times that mom comes in, she's expecting, I mean, it can go two ways. She's expecting to have an unmedicated birth and her plans change and she gets an epidural and she feels like a failure. Or yeah. I see another mom who comes in and she's like, I'm getting an epidural. I don't care what, you know, I don't care what's going on. I want my epidural. And she goes too fast and she can't get her epidural. And she's also traumatized and feels like, yeah. what happened to me? You know? So birth education can you know, obviously it can't fix all birth trauma, but it has been shown if you take a birth course and you do birth education, you are much, much less likely to have birth trauma. You have reduced rates of postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety, improved communication with your care provider, um, fewer unplanned C-sections and other medical interventions. So many things, so many benefits of birth education. And that's why I'm so passionate about it. And really our push at Mommy Labor Nurse is that we want it to not be optional per se to take a birth course. We want it to, and this is obviously bigger than what we can just do for that mommy labor nurse, but we want the mind shift to, uh, the mindset to shift to, hey, I'm not just like going on Google and looking for a birth course. Like this is in my prenatal core. This is what will happen during my prenatal care. I take yes. a birth class at, you know, 28 weeks or 36 weeks or whatever. And it's not quite there. We're getting there, but it's not quite there here in the U.S. yet. Yes. That's how I feel about the aftercare. I'm like, why is not everyone have an a pelvic floor appointment just yep. like you have the OB? Like, I can't believe that's not standard in our care. And I agree with you that if we can move there to care for the mother better before right. by having her prepared and then care for her better afterwards by having her see a pelvic floor doctor, like, could you imagine 
the improvement in birth trauma and in so many things that we we experience in the stress. I, I, I say I can't, but I can. And <laughs> I, I, it's like, oh, I mean, gosh, it's, it's so, it's sad that, that it's not like it, it, you know, in other countries, I think it's, it's, it's definitely set up a little bit better than it is here in the U.S. But yeah, gosh, I hope, I hope we get there one day. So I understand what you're saying about um, the woman's perception of birth mm-hmm. and having that course, because I know for me with my twins, it did not, I hemorrhaged afterwards really mm-hmm. bad. And I didn't even, I didn't take a birth course with the twins. I didn't understand how to push. I caused myself all kinds of problems and I regretted it. And I learned from that for my next two babies. But I think about what you said about reducing, you know, the trauma and some of the issues around it. I was terrified to have my next baby because of the twins they basically, one twin came out and then the other twin basically scooted back up the canal. And my husband jokes that the doctor put both his hands and his head inside there and pulled the other baby out. And it was so stressful for me. And it was very dramatic. (laughs) And so I think about what you're saying and I'm like, yeah, if I had kind of been warned, okay, sometimes this happens with twins, sometimes this, this, you might need to be aware of this, or sometimes people do this. I feel like I would have been better equipped and it would have created so much less anxiety with the next baby. Yep. Oh, for sure. And, you know, you're the, at the bedside communication is so important with your care provider, but that can only go so far, you know? I mean, it would be awesome if, you know, obviously there's, there's gaps there too, but Hey, your care provider is explaining this to you before she's doing something like we want a hundred percent, but gosh, yes. If you had taken, you know, read an article or, or heard somebody say, Hey, this might happen to you. That, that probably could have really, really helped you look at that experience way, way differently. Yes, that's so true. So let's talk about that. How can we be active members of the care team and advocate for ourselves when we're in that position? Because I think a lot of women, including me with when I had my twins, I just assume I'm at the mercy yeah. of the care team, you know? Yeah. That's very that's that's very common that I hear from especially first-time moms. I remember when I was when I was like in the first stages of making my first course, I had one of my friends who hadn't had a baby um, go through it. And that's one of the things that she said. She was like, I didn't realize that I like have a choice and all. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, you I thought you just showed up and and you just did what you were told. (laughs) Yeah. No, we want, we want to switch the, um, the thought to like, Hey, we want you to take an active role in your care because you are a part of it. I mean, every step of the way, it's all about you and it's all about your baby. Um, and really only, you know, exactly how you're feeling, you know, I mean, it's, it's, physically, mentally, you hold the greatest power to have your needs met if, and if, you know, if you know how to to advocate. So I have a few tips. Um, if you, if, yes, I want to hear them for sure. (laughs) Okay. So these are just, you know, kind of give us all you got. (laughs) Yeah. So number one, speak up about your pain. So pain is something, um, that is very unique, pain tolerance, unique and individualized. No one really else gets to decide if your pain level is 
a one or if it's a 10, only you do. And a lot of times pain is not taken seriously. So it's really, really important that, hey, if I have an epidural and it's not working well, tell me, tell your nurse about it. Let let them know your epidural is supposed to work. Or, hey, if um, I got put in this position or whatever and it's not feeling so good, like, let your nurse know. I mean, it's, it's okay. Like you don't have to just, you don't have to just be okay with, you know, things not working. So number one is definitely to speak up about your pain. Um, number two is talk about your fears and anxiety. And that kind of, kind of goes along with, um, with, you know, talking about your pain, but gosh, like mental blocks are such a huge thing, especially in the labor room. When they happen in real time, like when someone has a real mental block about what's going on, let's say, I'm trying to think of a, a perfect example, but like, let's say you're really afraid of your doctor coming in and breaking your water or something. And if you just voice that, I can say, hey, actually, this is how it happens. And actually, we weren't even going to do that. You're, you're making up this story in your head, but like, this is actually what's going to, what's happening instead of, you know, what you thought. So talking about your, what you're afraid of, talking about what your anxieties are, whatever that may be, whether it's, you know, pain related, whether it's, I'm afraid that my mother-in-law is going to show up and, you know, and nobody let her in the room. Okay. (laughs) Let the nurses know. (laughs) Let the nurses know. But yeah, definitely speak up about your pain, speak up about any fears or anxieties um, that you have. And another tip is to obviously include yourself in decisions, but remember to listen to. So at the end of the day, you can refuse anything at all that your provider you know, says or suggest. But if you've taken the time to choose a good provider and you trust them and you're at a hospital or birthplace that you're really comfortable with, and you, you know, you've taken the time to do your research, um, hear them out. That's what informed consent is. So I'm suggesting that you listen to your care provider and listen what they, what they have to say, but also, you know, have your own feelings about it. And, with all the advice that I always give people is keep asking questions of your care provider until you don't have any questions anymore. And then you should be able to come to a decision. I actually love that. And and I might piggyback on that. And you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's okay to seek before the labor if you're worried another care provider. So with my twins, my I went to a, a doctor and he before said, okay, we're going to do a C-section. And it confused me because I'd been told by my previous doctor we had moved. So I had to go and get a new doctor because we moved in the middle of my pregnancy to another state. And they had said, no, the baby's position is perfect. They're both head down. And he was like, no, we always do a C-section with twins. That's just how we do it. And it confused me because I was like, wait, the babies are in great position. And I ended up going to a specialist who um, at like a nicer hospital, like in kind of the city in Chicago when we lived there. And he was like, you don't need a C-section. Your babies are in perfect position to deliver. And if your doctor's not willing to deliver them that way, I will deliver them because there's no reason. And it, and so the doctor and I actually did end up going back and forth and not that one's right or one's wrong, but it was what I wanted to do because they were in a good position. And it was a little bit stressful, but then even the doctor started arguing over it going back and forth. Yeah. But it was it was nice for me to hear from someone else that I wasn't 
off my rocker, that they were in a good spot, that there was nothing wrong with that, that, you know, that because in my brain, I thought, wait, I thought it was okay, but I was being told it wasn't. And so seeing another provider who said, no, 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 they are just fine the way they're positioned. They are in great position. You're actually in a good situation for twins. So I do think that that is important too. Obviously the labor didn't go perfectly to plan, but I'm still glad I chose what I chose because I felt like I had a say. So I think asking if you're worried your doctor's not listening to to get a second opinion is never a bad idea because this is a big deal. (laughs) Yeah, it is. That's my last tip. Question things that don't feel right in your gut. That is so true. That is so true. Uh, Anything else you feel like the nurses, it would be helpful for them to know as we, you know, go into labor or? Yeah, as for the patients to know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, um, I always preface this with, you know, obviously we've talked about this a little bit, but things might not go as planned and we will try to adhere to, you know, if you bring in a birth plan, we will try to adhere to your birth plan as closely as we can. But as much as, you know, we want to control things, birth sometimes, you know, I mean, all the time (laughs) really can't be controlled. And sometimes your baby's really in charge and you might need to have an emergency C-section and there was absolutely nothing that you could have done to- And that's okay. And that is okay. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I'll preface that with that, with, with, you know, that first statement of things definitely might not go as, as planned and it is okay. And we will work through it. Another thing I like to tell patients too, is that if an emergency is happening, I'm going to try and tell you everything before before, like, as I do it, okay, if I'm, if I'm doing a procedure or if we're going to do a cervical check, or if we're going to, you know, go and have a C-section, we're going to explain it as best as we possibly can, or, you know, a good care provider will, but sometimes emergencies do happen. And sometimes we just got to go. And I, I'm going to try and communicate with you as best as I can, but I promise after this is through, I will, we will debrief. We will talk about it. Yeah. Sometimes it's, it's really, you have to go fast and you have to just say things really quickly. And it sounds, you know, it's, it, it sounds chaotic, yeah. but I, I really like to let people know that, that, Hey, like I'm going to try and explain things to you. But for some reason, if I have to move quick, I got to move quick and I'm going to explain to you why I moved quick after I moved quick. Yeah. So ask your questions either before and if it's quick, then ask them afterwards. All of your questions at some point, but it may not, you may not be able to ask your questions when you want to, but to ask them obviously, and the writer will help out. Yes. Yes, please. And I'm thinking of, you know, an emergency situation. Like I'm healing somebody back for an emergency C-section. We're starting another IV on you. We're, you know, putting oxygen on you. We're flipping you in these positions. Like I'm going to try and speak as quickly as I can to you to try and explain what I'm doing. But sometimes we're doing things and I have to go back and, hey, like, let's talk about what just happened sort of thing. Perfect. So what coping skills do you suggest when people come in? Because a lot of people do come in with an idea yeah. of how it's going to work and it doesn't go to plan. So what what can we do in those situations? Or what do you tell your patients in those situations to help them cope? So we do reduce yeah. the negative feelings or birth trauma or anything that we have about the labor. Because it's hard to look back at that labor and feel almost bitter about it. 
Yeah, it kind of sets up your whole postpartum experience a lot of times negatively. Motherhood, I mean, going into motherhood, gosh, I know so many friends who have had, you know, things happen during their birth and they still, and they still hold on to that. They still talk about that and they still have feelings um, and, and, you know, things that, feelings that they had during postpartum because of what stemmed from um, things happening during their birth. So I would say first and foremost, obviously, hey, I'm real passionate about birth education. Take a birth class. (laughs) That's number one. And she has Um, some. If you need one, we're going to link, we're going to link all of her birth courses because I feel like, man, if I'd had that with my twins, I would have even had a better, you know, I would have done better. So I will definitely link her page in my show notes. Thank you. Yeah. And hey, if you can't take a birth class for some, you know, for some reason you can't afford one or you can't, you know, for whatever whatever reason you can't take one, read. You know, I have a ton of blog articles on my site. I have my Instagram page that I have a ton of free resources, free videos that you can just watch and look at. I like to encourage moms to listen to birth stories too. And not just the really, really great ones, but listen to some of the ones that didn't go as planned too. So you're, you know, you hear from other people. Sometimes it's, it, it speaks more to like, you get it more if you hear it from someone who actually experienced it versus if you're just like reading about an, like reading about a postpartum hemorrhage online versus actually hearing somebody talk about their experience. Oh, that's a good point. Cause I think I would tend to I'm like, would I try to avoid the bad stories? Because I'm like, no, I don't want to think like that. But you're saying, yeah, but kind of knowing outcomes does prep you just in case. <laughs> yeah, we want to obviously take it, you know, take that with a grain of salt. We don't, totally. don't want you to engulf yourself in like all these tr- super traumatic birth stories. Um, not, now the pregnant birth. woman's not sleeping because of stories, I, not because no, she's no, uncomfortable. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I think, I think of it almost like uh, desensitizing yourself, right? That's a good idea. Like, That's a great way to look at it. Yeah. <laughs> like don't go full in and like, you know, binge listen to the, the, the section labeled birth trauma. Um, to, you know, start off with, with some more positive ones or, you know, ones that you envision your birth to go like. And then, yeah, like listen to one where an outcome happened that, you know, the person, the mom didn't expect to happen. And then, you know, kind of go from there. So birth stories, 100% great thing to do. And then Um, another one is to fill out a birth plan. So we have a great free template too. It's just on our website. I think it, I think the link is like slash mommy labor nurse slash birth plan. Um, and it's just like a free little template that you can download to fill out. And a lot of times birth plans kind of get a bad rap of like, oh, you're going to come in with this really long birth plan and nothing's going to go to, you know, to plan and blah, 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 blah. But that is not true. We love birth plans. I love birth plans. I know a lot of nurses kind of are, a little bit weird about about birth plans, but a birth plan is a really great tool because it really gets you start to starting to think about what the experience is going to be like. It sparks dialogue between your, you know, you and your provider. It just gets gets the wheels turning. So hey, even if you are like, I'm not listening to birth stories. I'm not going to read any articles. I'm not going to read any books. Just go and fill out a birth plan. It'll probably get you to realize, oh, wait a second. I didn't actually think about, you know, what, uh, if I wanted my baby to have vitamin K or I wanted them, you know, if I, if I even wanted to breastfeed or I even, you know, wanted this. So that's, that's definitely my last tip of, hey, make sure you fill out that birth plan. I will say on your podcast, you have a really good variety 
of different situations and different stories. And I feel like you present them in a way that isn't so scary, probably because you're educated in in the experience yourself. And so if you if you listen to this podcast, you're a podcaster, you yep. love podcasts. So I would go over to her podcast, which I will link in the show notes too, because that's going to give you a variety of different situations. Because do you, do you remember like those marriage books that were like a hundred questions to ask your spouse right, before right. you get married? It's kind of the same idea you're saying with the birth plan, like just to be aware because there might be things you didn't think of. So even if your birth plan doesn't go to plan, at least it's crossed your mind at that point. Yeah, exactly. And uh, hey, I can go a step further and say, hey, don't even fill it out. Just just print it off and just kind of read it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at least it'll get you thinking. <laughs> right, right, exactly. No, that's totally true. Because I know for some people, you're like, I'm not trying to increase your anxiety, but being prepared is always a a good thing, you know? So I love that you said, even just read the questions and think about them in your mind, you know, even that's helpful. So what do you wish more women understood better about delivery and recovery postpartum from a healthcare perspective? Because I think sometimes women feel like they have the baby and then the team or the OB is like, okay, bye. (laughs) Like, what do you wish people knew more or what piece of advice do you feel like gets ignored that shouldn't be? For for specifically postpartum? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Postpartum. Let's do both. Tell us for labor and for postpartum what, what your thoughts are. Yeah, I mean, postpartum is a good one because postpartum, obviously, that's exactly what happens. We have all these visits during uh, during pregnancy. And then when you deliver your baby, you go six weeks without seeing a care provider. So postpartum, I'll, I'll give the advice of uh, kind of you know, putting them both together. <laughs> I want you to prepare for your birth. Like we're talking about birth education, right? Right. And get, get, you know, super prepared for what that's going to be like, read all the things, um, you know, fill out your birth plan, all of this. But I want you to do that exact same experience with your postpartum time. So Ooh. think about, yeah, because if you think about it, okay, like your labor experience is going to be a, you know, a day, two days, a few days, but you're going to be in your postpartum experience a whole lot longer. If you plan on breastfeeding, make sure you take a breastfeeding course or do some education about breastfeeding. Breastfeeding is one of those things that it is not understood, I think, by a lot of uh, pregnant moms, especially first-time pregnant moms, that it's something that we really do need to read about before we're in it because I so often find these moms who are desperate, who have been, you know, they're breastfeeding and they're like, I, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. What's, you know, yeah. why, is, why is my baby not latching? Or, you know, it's like we wait to seek out the information um, when we have the problems and we need to switch it to, Hey, let's like, let's like kind of learn about the problems before they, you know, possibly happen because then they might not happen. So you may even want to take the breastfeeding course while you're pregnant. Yeah. So then you're in a better situation. When I had the twins, we actually had them in a hospital that was known in the state for being a breastfeeding hub. So they had specialists Mm -hmm. coming in and working with us. But I think about if I hadn't have been there, I would have no idea what I was doing. (laughs) I, I would have been like, I don't know. I just thought they're supposed to put their mouth on and it was going to be glorious. Nope. I, so many people think that and it's okay. I mean, it's, it, I honestly, before I had my first son, I 
I'm a labor and delivery nurse and I like help people with breastfeeding. And I felt so unprepared still because I just, you don't think about what the experience experience is going to be like, you know? Um, so yeah, definitely do your breastfeeding education. If, if you plan on breastfeeding, um, uh, you know, uh, with that said, I'll, I'll, we do have, um, in our courses, you know, I talk about, we have birth courses, but we have a whole section about postpartum and breastfeeding. I'm not a IBCLC, so I can't, you know, give, give, um, advice, you know, from, from those credentials, but we do have a section, you know, about general breastfeeding tips and postpartum as well, because postpartum is not, if not, you know, as important as birth education, but like it, I would argue that it's almost more important than birth education. Yeah, no, I get, because a lot of times people don't recover properly. And then I know for me, for my industry, I watch people who afterwards don't care for their pelvic floor and core properly right afterwards. They they get doctor approved at six weeks and they're like, okay, planks and crunches and all the things. And and then six years later, they're like, why is my core a wreck? And so it does matter right afterwards. So I love that you actually pointed out to do some of that stuff before, before yeah. you get to that stage. Because with anything, if you're prepped before for even postpartum, if you do some of those courses, the breastfeeding, anything to learn, you know, proper breathing or anything before then when it comes, you're not like, oh, what is happening? <laughs> yeah. And that's why it's so great to, um, to have online resources because I have a lot of moms who will go through the courses and they'll learn all the stuff. And then once they get into postpartum, they can go right back in and say, oh, wait a second. Well, what does she say about how do I, how do I give, how do I do the bath or how do I cut the, how do I cut the fingernails? Oh, yes. Yes. They skimmed over it before, but then when it's present, they're like, wait, wait, I got to review this. <laughs> right, right. And it's good to have that kind of skim before. So, you know, okay, I, I know I got to, I got to deal with that afterwards, but when you're in it, yeah, it's really nice to have a resource to go back to. Oh, that is really, yeah. To think about it before. That's a good point. It seems so simple. It's so funny because so many things seem simple yet. Right. They don't seem simple until the aftermath. <laughs> until afterwards, you're like, I should have done A, B, and C. I love that. Any other final tips you wished were explained better for moms before labor? Like that you wish, if you could tell a new mom something, what would it be? What would be your best tip before they went into labor? Before they went into labor. So I'm going to go with first my go-to of, hey, like, uh, take a birth course <laughs> because yep. I love, I love me some educated mamas who come in, um, be flexible. Obviously we talked about that, prepare for postpartum and Hey, it's okay to ask questions. I know this is stuff that we've already all, all talked about <laughs> on the podcast, but right. it is okay to ask your provider questions. Don't feel like you just have to be a passive participant in your care. Be an active, be an active participant. I love that. And I would also even say, don't be scared to even talk to your friends afterwards. Because I think sometimes things happen to people and they think I'm the only one or I'm alone. And that's why I love, you know, finding a good community online, why you should look for accounts like Liesl's where, you know, they're all people who are about to have a baby. That would be a great community to ask questions on, you know, look online for accounts that kind of focus on those things mm-hmm. because then it makes it even better to not feel alone. I love your tips. I love, I love everything that you, you share. It's been super great. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no, that's the, that's the last piece of it. You said it just best is community. Um, cause especially when you're going through something hard, there's nothing better than finding a mom who is 
going through that in the same, you know, you're in the, you're in the trenches together and you guys can just talk about it and get advice from each other. And yeah, community is such an important piece. Right. Nothing beats empathy. It makes such a difference. Okay. Where can we find you? Tell us about where you are online, on social media. Yeah. So I'm most active on my Instagram page. It's just at mommy.labornurse. And then I'm, like I said, kind of dabbling in TikTok as well. It's on TikTok at the same username at mommy.labornurse. I also have a podcast. It's just called the Mommy Labor Nurse Podcast on, you know, any anywhere you listen to your podcast. We've got the blog at mommylabornurse.com. Um, and that's where we have our online birth classes as well. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so, so much. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. Okay, wasn't she amazing? I do have to say, I think pregnancy and especially postpartum too, they're kind of scary times with unknowns. And I love that Lisa explained, it doesn't have to be that way. You can have some background. You can go as intense as taking a course, which obviously is highly suggested to listening to a podcast, to reading, to talking to other moms, to talking to nurses. I love that she's just saying, don't go in blind, but take some time and really learn because it's going to help you feel better prepared. And the more prepared we are for different situations in our life, even if it seems scary beforehand, the better it is in the moment. So I loved all the advice she gave. I'm going to link her website. I'm going to link the free birth plan she talked about all in the show notes. So if you're trying to find her, everything will be linked in the show notes. And if you are a mom who is still thinking about having another baby or pregnant right now, I hope that you learned something from this episode. And I hope that you feel a little bit more empowered in your motherhood journey and truly anyone in any motherhood journey that we all feel like we don't have to do it alone. There are resources and we can use the community around us. All right, that's it for today. As always, you are doing so much better than you think you are. And we'll chat next week. 